Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock out of New Orleans on 105.3. Um, sorry, I'm just listening here. Hopefully this is going out live. It looks like we might be having a problem here. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I just got a little notice here on StreamYard. So let me know if you guys are in the audience and you can hear us, but I'll continue on. I'm your host, Laura Lee Poppin. Um, I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Kashuk Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, and mentor. And if you've never been to the show, welcome. If you're just tuning in and you have been here before, we appreciate your support. Either way, please share and subscribe because we have something for everybody on this network here. I'm also the host of a secondary show with my co-host, David Hansel, The Thing at the Foot of the Bed on Thursday. More about that later. Um, if you want to join in the show and so we can see your comments, please either head over while you're live, if you're watching live, to UFO Paranormal Radio Network, either on Facebook, the page, or the YouTube channel, and we'll be able to see your comments. Now, uh, one thing about the show, I cover all aspects. I say I have the esoteric, supernatural, as well as a little bit of Tracy King, but I'm branching out a wee bit with people because the type of guests I always have on are making a positive change for humanity through either the work they're doing or the extracurricular activities and the show always has a positive note now a little bit about the show before i we have a different guest it's not sonia roy i'll explain that uh, sonia roy has been on at the beginning of the year we were supposed to do a show tonight about hybrids and elementals and unfortunately uh she's very under the weather so please if you're listening send her prayers send her healing and uh so i've got my ride or die who lives in the same host he's also a house he is the same host on this network the dell say hi dell tell them about your show hello yes uh thanks for uh having me on i know i'm always the sort of the pitch hitter there that uh comes in there when there's something that falls through but uh me yeah, too uh, for you yeah <laughs> that's true uh, yep, I have a show on there on uh, Thursdays at uh, 8 Eastern uh, Standard Time, and that is uh, The Delicious Recipe. And uh, this week I'll be having uh, one of my returning guests there come back on there, Barla Ventura, and we'll be talking about uh, Imbolc. They're another Celtic uh, festival that happens at the beginning of February, so that'll be this Thursday, 8 Eastern. And Varla is a favorite of our show. She she was somebody on my show. Del and I used to do a show on the same night on the network. So we would sometimes amalgamate and make it super long. She's super interesting. I'm going to try and connect with her and have her back on as well because she is an awesome guest. You don't want to miss that. I may have said this if I didn't. I was distracted with the um, with the warning. It looks like Roku is not going out. So Joe owner of the network, Joe Montaldo, give him a huge shout out. Uh, he provides this platform for many of us. And yes, we are new on Roku. If you want to find the channel, the best way to do it is sign in to Roku. You're going to the channel store. And what you're going to type in is UFO space P is in Peter, like you're going to spell paranormal. We do come up under UFO paranormal and then it says United Public, I believe, Radio Network. That's how you find the channel. But I've got a little exclamation point coming up here. So hopefully uh, Joe's hanging around and he'll hear that. But either way, you can still watch us on all our other platforms. So um, I'm a Canadian. Like I said, so is Del, obviously. Clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki, energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner 
practitioner, spiritual teacher, mentor, and a registered nurse. So we said we're going to go all around the bend tonight, depending on who joins us tonight. We see your comments. Uh, we will make you part of the conversation as we always do. You got questions, you got comments, something you want to talk about. We're happy to indulge as long as it's uh, friendly enough to be putting out on the airwaves. So I said, let's start with... Uh, with elementals. And I've often said, I never thought in all the years Del and I have been together that we would ever have a conversation about fairies. Now, it wasn't quite fairies, was it, Del? What exactly were we talking about? We have a suspicion. Who knows? We've got some kind of mischievous behavior here in this house, right? What, what do you think it might be? Yeah, well, there's uh, th many, many terms. It could be uh, fairies, gnomes, uh, little, little, uh, gremlins or whatever you want to call them some little mischief maker that seems to move things around and uh i think that's the way is that what you're pertaining to there Laura? yeah but you like i said i never thought we'd ever have a conversation about this type of stuff and for those of you that don't know del and i our previous home we said we never went looking for the paranormal ever it found us and we lived in an extremely active home have quite the story we have shared it on the travel channel uh, paranormal survivor it's season four episode nine and it's kind of where how and what we got into what we're doing nowadays like podcasting and um i work with with energy and energy healing do readings things like that but you started covering little people we're not being disrespectful using the term little people but we aren't referring to the human kind are we no no, that that was the thing. There is uh, well, on my show, I go through a lot of stuff. It was uh, conspiracy theories types things, and then uh, mm -hmm. getting into cryptids. And uh, I guess how it started there is I had asked uh, one of the neighbors that was uh, biased there, that was uh, from one of the northern reserves, and I'd asked her because I was looking into Bigfoot and about all these sightings. And because the the topic was, I found sort of interesting about that is that there was so many people. Uh, and so many stories over so long of uh, experienced hunters and that would go out into the bush and stuff like that. And they would see something that they knew that wasn't uh, uh, a regular animal, like a bear or a moose or a deer and something that uh, didn't move the same way. And uh, they all had sort of uh, things about that. So when I had asked my neighbor about this is that if uh, she had heard any stories like this from uh, her uh, tribe, and stuff like that says she went no says uh mostly we talk about is uh little people and that's I was like, okay so then i started getting into that and then i talked about that too with varla too about the little people and they seem to be a really predominant uh i guess uh entity i guess if you say under various 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 names all around every single continent everybody has stories of these uh little little people whether they're good bad mischievous happy helpful and in every sort of uh i guess uh not heritage or uh nationality all have sort of stories like that yeah well that's kind of like anything that we would consider sort of within the alternative dimensions and areas of fields of op of uh discussion such as angels um they're not really denominational in the way of religion. They exist in every different culture throughout history. I'm going to give a huge shout out to Kelly Hopkins. Hi, welcome. Glad to see you here. Say hi to Steve-O. I saw your message, hon. I did not have a second to send you a message back, but thanks for saying hi. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, they exist in every um, every culture. Sorry if I seem distracted, guys. I just messaged so that if you were trying to watch on Roku, if Joe is available, he has a muggle job, as I call it. He runs a busy construction business all day long. And then he provides this wonderful platform for us, which is growing, by the way. We're getting a bunch of new hosts, new content. Like I said, there's something for everybody on this network. But yeah, so we live where we live in Canada, obviously. We're about six and a half hours north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're in a city called Thunder Bay. And we're right on the shores of Lake Superior, about 35, 40 minutes away from the Minnesota border. And we have a lot of strange activity, strange, unusual reports of things. Um, when I was trying to find answers about what was going on in our house many years back, I connected with many different types of people, including there were was a female shaman I spoke to. She told me about a lot of activity. If you look up Thunder Bay, you will see there are many reports. Dell and I have both had D. McCauley who has Thunder Striker films. He is Métis, which is First Nations nationality and a, another nationality. He doesn't actually live in Thunder Bay. He lives in the surrounding area, but he's got a great channel. He's documented a lot of stuff with UFOs, uh, haunted locations. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything about little people yet, but definitely about Sasquatch and things like that, right? Yeah, I had him on my show there about two years ago. and That's uh, I said, we both have. <laughs> Yeah, and he uh, talked about it. Uh, there was uh, sightings in some caves around uh, the Red Red Rock, Nipigon area. That uh, and there was some stories that they went out and uh, filmed some of that stuff there, where they had found in these uh, uh, little uh, hidden uh, incroppings or whatever or cave sort of things. Uh, little hands and little feet uh, imprinted in on the on the stone, and uh, yeah, it was just. It sort of that once I started asking that one question there from one person, and I started getting into it a little bit more and asking people I talked to, uh, uh, Kitavitchik up in uh, in Alaska and uh, uh, with his uh, tribe up there, and he went in there with uh, his uh, channel Xeno Hunters looking for these uh, mysterious uh, little creatures, and and there's there's tons and tons and tons of stories about this, and uh, I just find it really fascinating. It, it can't all just be that it's a uh, a mass hallucination or a mass thinking that everybody's seeing these sort of same sort of little little people any, any cryptid anyways period at all that it all can't mm -hmm. be just for uh trying to get their uh, 15 seconds of fame so i, I just uh, and with all the all the different uh countries around the world that these similar stories are there just i just find it really fascinating yeah i want to say hi to effie welcome now i know we got a few people in the chat maybe joined a few minutes late this is obviously not sonia roy um she was a returning guest she was on at the beginning of the year we were going to be discussing this topic we're talking about but unfortunately she's uh fell ill so please send some prayers healing um energy good thoughts her way please she will be back on again um you can't leave a message yes you can because i can see it carol Doan sloan <laughs> welcome um, no, you're right about that. But where we were going to go with this, well, I've often said this to you, uh, Del and I, and for those of you who don't know Del, Del is a host on the network. He is also my partner in crime. We live together. He is my common law hubby, as you call it. We have built-in guests if these things happen, right, when you have live shows. 
Facebook is being crazy. Well, it's working, Carol. We can see you. We can see all your messages. That's why we're saying hello. I can't answer any messenger messages right now, but I can definitely um, see what you're leaving here. So what we said is if you guys, there's something you want to talk about, you got questions, you got comments, throw them in here. This is a last minute show we put together. We do this often. You got to kind of go with the flow when we're live. So yeah, you're right about about the cryptids. And I've often said this, sorry, I was losing my train of thought, is to me, there has to be some kind of truth to all these legends and mythology that we hear about giants, vampires, werewolves, um, little people, fairies, uh, nature spirits, you name it, because it has continued beyond just where we are now. It's, it goes back so many centuries throughout history. And to me, especially when there wasn't radio and, and you know, the internet and TV, that they they sat around the fire right or whatever and told stories so mm -hmm. if it had no relevance you would think that it generally it would kind of fall off the radar so to me there has to be some type of of relevance to it what do you think del yeah well <laughs> i guess one part of it there is you can think about it back uh hundreds of thousands or hundreds of years ago and stuff like that is that yeah well when we didn't have this uh well, we have now worldwide internet, but uh, the way of passing along stories and uh, ancient lore. And uh, before, I guess, the Christianity went into the paganism and took over a bunch of things. But even in all, a lot of the religious texts uh, of all the different religions, they do mention uh, other beings than uh, human beings. So if they're writing them in those books, too, as well, and also ancient uh mythology lore legends and stuff like that are talking about things like this there has to be uh, a small little sliver of some sort of uh factual truth to this all because it all can't be just made up like there was a mass <laughs> mass uh, of people that were making all this thing up of talking about similar things when they didn't have communication with uh with uh, the other continents that like this place in South America didn't know what was going on in Egypt or vice versa or wherever it was. And uh, that's, that's, that's why I said at the beginning is that every, almost every territory, every continent has the same sort of uh, uh, creature or, or entity under a different name, but they all sort of function the same sort of way. Exactly. Exactly. So, sorry guys, I was trying to figure out what's going on on Roku here. Apologize, because we're pretty excited about that, you know, UPRN having its own uh, TV channel. And I hear rumors we're going to be expanding to a couple other streaming platforms with, with TV as well. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, even when you look at, with us having the technology that we do, that's another thing I've been wondering, like, are things just showing up with more frequency or because everybody has a phone, we're catching it, right? I was thinking, I don't know if I still have it uploaded. I've shared it on, I think on uh, Paranormal University and what it was. And David Hansel and I showed it on the thing at the foot of the bed on Thursday. I think it was last week or the week before. It's going kind of viral on TikTok and it looks like this electrical ball and it's traveling along a railroad and mm -hmm. it it lights up the railroad and then it travels off into the forest. And I was asking people's thoughts. Hey, Keith, welcome. Nice to see you here. Kelly, I'm going to read your comment in just a sec. And somebody in the group had said they thought it was a Hadouken. No, I guess you know what that probably is, right? 
Uh, that's some similar to uh, a will of the wisp, I believe that is. Uh, well, it of... can be, but there's many terms for it. Actually, I was shocked mm -hmm. because I've never heard of this within the supernatural wor world. Mm -hmm. But it's usually referred to in like things like anime, like anime, like Dragon Ball Z, when they create that ball of energy oh, okay. and then yeah. throw it in the cartoons. There's mm -hmm. in urban the urban dictionary. It's a little filthy, so I won't say that. I was surprised that they would equate it to the ball of energy but i guess i guess we step back and look at it you could you guys can look it up yourself if you want it's h as in hat a d as in dog o u k e n as in nancy and look up you'll see um urban dictionary you'll see what the meaning is <laughs> so i don't know if it is or not um if any of you have well, seen that let us know well they have a there's a phenomenon called ball lightning and that also uh, is something that travels around any type of uh, uh, electrical source or some sort of, uh, something that can carry electricity. So if it's going along railway tracks, railway tracks are a great source of electricity, a great, uh, yeah. it's basically a good wire. And if there's some sort of uh, atmospheric, uh, like there's ways to sort of, uh, to recreate here. some, to recreate things there too as well. So it, it gets different when you start seeing things away from any power source, like out in the, out in the bush. And then, you, you know, the whole thing about the project blue book and how they tried to, uh, uh, take things and, uh, I guess, scientifically prove them. Like they were saying, uh, these lights that were in the, in the, in the bush were uh, swamp gas and, uh, all these different right. things. There, there's, some things can be sort of recreated and uh, there's a lot of people out there who are masters at technology that can uh, manipulate film in a way. We've uh, gone through a lot of those, eh, Lore? Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I was looking to see if I saw the clip on my, on my uh, laptop. I was going to upload it here, guys. Sorry about that, but I was checking because I thought it would have been cool. But yeah, that's the problem, right? And especially because technology has come so far with deep fakes. Mm -hmm. Even people that are really good at picking up Photoshopping and that kind of editing, it's gone so far that if it's done well, it's pretty difficult to tell whether or not it's actually been faked or not, right? Yeah. Well, you remember that one that we saw about the, the little fairy gnomes that uh, I think was out in uh, England. And then we found out about this old guy that was finding these oh, things. But, but uh, he was... Uh, he used to be uh, a digital uh, animator and uh, another guy had gone through this and with a fine tooth comb and he had gone down and saw that the shadows didn't line up with uh, the little uh, creatures that the guy had created and found out that they were fake, but it was, it actually looked pretty real. It and, did, yeah. But the guy had said there afterwards is that the reason that he created it was for uh, his nieces and nephews to, to give them a story in that. And uh, it was, it wasn't something that he was trying, that, trying to though, fool Because he world. could have said that. Like, he changed his yeah. name. I'm going to find yeah. him on here. I'll give you guys the name. You can check out the channel. Like, like he actually didn't bother saying that this was made for my nieces and nephews to entertain right. them. He passed himself off as really finding these fairy people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. He, yeah Erwin he, Saunders. That's his right. channel. Erwin Saunders, but that's not his real name. Like the guy that he, what he does is he debunks videos like this that are out in social media. And this guy was very kind because he could have been very 
he could have been really mean. Like he really went deep. Like he showed you who he was, that he was a 3D animator, Photoshop yeah. expert and what have you. And he said, but he said, it's not a bad thing because a lot of people really do love the scenery. There's a lot of scenery in nature and what have you. So I have a problem with people that do that, though, because we have a hard enough time when we talk to people about this world, if you will. And so many people don't believe it. And then when you have just a well, it's not a few, but there are people out there that fake it. Then people are like, well, how do I know you're telling the truth or not? Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, that, get, that gets into the whole part of the, the paranormal and the UFO stuff, too, as well, right? Is uh, mm -hmm. is the same thing as uh, anything, I guess, with dealing with a supernatural or non-human non that we can purposely say, like, I can go and go upstairs right now and see you right now, and I know that you're real, but uh, if I'm watching a video right now, how do I know that you're in the yeah. house? How would anybody, right? It's, there's so many ways that you... It's so hard to prove things, I guess, in a way uh, to a, a point. But uh, the whole part is that I just uh, the, these stories of all these different things, I just find is so amazing that uh, that uh, that the story is so prevalent. Uh, and I guess it's getting even more now, too, is that we're finding out is that uh, maybe our history isn't the history that we were taught in school. Now, there might be a little mm -hmm. bit more to it, like uh, our timeline is uh, maybe not be the exact thing that we all think it is i agree i'm going to read kelly's comment but i want to give a shout out to keith he's here uh keith ottersberg we've got debbie andrew a anderson good friend of mine welcome debbie she's popping in for a bit janie uh walker another friend of mine welcome glad to see everybody here i know so thank you so say hi if you're watching if you're just lurking so we can say hi to you so kelly shares we have ufos here in new brunswick um, in my area, I've seen them running around in the middle of the street late at night. Granted, they are only like one, two, three feet tall. I noticed they use a camouflage of sorts. Looks like a thin veil. They looked directly at me and ran off behind a couple houses. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the more I open this world or look into this world, the more how much more infinitely larger it is than what we've always been led to believe, like when we went to school and what what real life or what it's presented as real life is it, it's so much larger like you you really have to be open-minded as well as consider yourself to be a lifelong learner i believe because i do change my belief systems depending on research experience things that i found people i've connected with what about yourself Del? you don't believe exactly everything that you thought maybe say five ten years ago right hi bernard no. from the uk no, I started questioning things a, a long, long, long time ago, uh, probably like my early teens when uh, well, I, I grew up a very religious household and uh, mm -hmm. church every Sunday. And uh, and that was sort of, uh, I guess, was the, the narrative that was there. And I started questioning things because when when you hear even just stories that you heard in the Bible and you're questioning things like uh, you're going, OK, well, how is that possible? And how is this this other thing not possible? Right. Or they it's contradict always... depending where you read it. Right. <laughs> this, like, they tell you one thing in another book, it's different. Right. <laughs> or testament. Like, a, like even just saying even the, the Bible or the Torah or uh, the East Indian, uh, I can't remember what mm -hmm. that one's called there, uh, books of their religious books and that they, they mention all these uh, supernatural beings that are that are in them. So if they if they're all mentioning this stuff and this is supposed to be 
religion or of the major religions that are around there and uh they're mentioning these these uh these beings i don't want to call them creatures or whatever but uh just something like this these the phenomena then uh there has to be some sort of semblance of truth to 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 them that's that's what i sort of think well and and i remember when we first started hanging out just as friends many years ago and you've never said it to me since but the first time we discussed it about the bible and what I had shared with you, you thought that maybe I hated the Bible. I said, I don't hate the Bible. I think it's a beautiful book. It's got a lot of positive energy associated with it, with people's belief in what it is. But it's a man-made written document. We're not knocking religion here or anything like that. But we do have to be honest with you. It's a man-made written document with the fact that they're still finding bits and pieces and, and scrolls and depending on what they find. Right. So, and there's so many different versions too, that's been changed. So I was just saying this to somebody that if you think about it, history could really be changed within about one generation. So you figure whatever our little ones are learning today, we go, we fast forward 10, well, not 10, probably 20, 30 years from now. So one generation and they start having children, what they've learned and anything that was say changed in history that really maybe didn't quite happen the way it was changed, that that now passes down to the next generation. And you can quickly see how quickly history can be changed. And without history, I don't think we can, we, we can't go back on previous mistakes and look what we did to possibly correct them. We're kind of destined to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. Well, that's, that's a, I guess a reason why that uh, written text or uh, tablets and stuff like that are so important, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. in this digital world right now, because I, I've said this before, but Wikipedia can change in a matter of two seconds. I can yeah. go into Wikipedia and go and edit whatever was written there. And then someone else can go and edit it after me. So if anybody yeah. goes in and believes that Wikipedia is the is the end all be all of information that it's totally correct well that's that's totally incorrect i still use it i still use mm -hmm. it for certain things like i mentioned the hadouken earlier i shared that and i shared it because it gives a perspective on what it is mm -hmm. but as you always say in your show and i say on here too if something resonates with you or piques your curiosity don't take our word for it we're nobody's an expert nobody's 100 percent correct do your own research, start looking at different sources, have a questioning mind and, and be willing to pursue it because I think that that's what truth is, right? At least your truth to you in the moment when you're researching and looking. But this is where I think we go wrong is we start looking to putting somebody on a pedestal or believing what they have to say. And I'm not saying everybody's lying to us. What I'm saying is I think we should always question what we see or what we hear I mean, we just spent the last 10 minutes talking about how easily it is either changed or possibly misrepresented or whatever it may be, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. That's uh, doing your own research is, uh, is uh, the biggest thing there and uh, get it from many, many sources. Even with your news, get it from uh, other countries that are looking from, uh, from there back at you and uh, you'll get a different mm -hmm. perspective on things. And uh, that's a good way to go. And uh like even saying there too is that they're finding more and more uh, ancient uh, cities and and uh, 
under Turkey and even in uh, South America that sort of predate our our common uh, history of knowing when how information was passed. Like they're finding pyramids, even more and more pyramids. Uh, You're now reading today. my mind. I was going to bring the pyramids up. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, like they're finding more of them uh, throughout uh, Asia, all through South America, even in uh, North America. The mounds. They're finding more mounds of the the mound builders and that talking about uh stuff like if uh if you look at it uh how uh religion goes is that uh, we've uh adam and eve 60 6500 years ago but now you're still finding uh human human remains that are, are plus 10,000 100,000 and uh our timeline may not be the might might not be what we were taught in school so that's that's a that's just getting a, into a more interesting uh discussion as of late and i guess with uh during this pandemic over the last uh couple of years i guess uh, people had a lot more time to start uh, doing some research and looking into more down uh, the rabbit hole <laughs> more down the rabbit hole at, at things that that's just a, a, a opinion there or observation but uh because i've seen a lot more people looking at this uh, a lot more like uh thinking of that uh, that riyat structure in uh in uh africa in the sahara desert there might be uh possibly uh where atlantis was that's a, a theory that's going around and right. uh, it cut out that last part it might be a what it might be uh the location of where atlantis was oh okay well the, you know it, what it just depends right you hear so many different theories on where atlantis could be some people don't mm -hmm. even believe it exists i do I think Lemuria existed. I believe Atlantis existed. Um, but getting back to nature spirit, since we were going to kind of go there a little bit with this. Oh, and Jane says not to mention. Oh, Jane, you're reading my mind too. That has been like, I've literally been thinking about this. I was going to bring it up. I'm not even going to go there. Then we're going to go with giants because Janie Walker says not to mention giants, which they are still hiding. Okay, so let's mm -hmm. talk about this. Because that was literally on my mind. Wow, we are on the same wavelength tonight, people. Um, and first, Delta mentioned something I'm going to talk, I was thinking about, and then Jane does. Because I, I can't get this out of my head. There's a story now, I believe it. The guy has, um, he was, I think, with the Green Berets or one of the higher military operations, we'll say, with the U.S. And they were over in Iraq, and they were looking for a missing group that was out there from the military and as a story goes and i've seen the interview bits and pieces they blurred his face out and changed his voice and they were attacked by this i believe it was like 12 15 foot giant with a spear it actually took out one of the um of their troop and there was evidence before they were attacked from this cave that they, I guess the group they were looking for that was missing, nobody was still alive. There was mm -hmm. evidence of that. And they described this being, and it was really big, had red hair and a beard. Like it looked like what we sort of have always heard what giants kind of look like. This was back, I think, in 2006. And yet, you know, you hear more and more like, um, hi, Heather Cooper. She says people having past life recall seems to be more common as well. We'll go there. We, like I said, you guys are all joining in now. That's what I said. We kind of had to change on a dime here with our guests that will come back. Sonia Roy, like I said, she was, fell ill. And again, please send her healing and prayers. Um, 
but yeah, it's all of these things. We will get to past lives, but I started really looking into giants because we had a night like this, just myself hanging out. I believe it was over the holidays and people wanted to talk about it. And I keep asking the question with the stuff that people claim they have seen or encountered, it seems they all have red hair and beards. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know why that, but that seems to be a popular uh, uh, trait feature because the mm -hmm. other ones that they had uncovered uh, through, uh, uh, through, uh, I guess it'd be uh, Celtic area, so uh, Germany, uh, Norway, Finland, uh, Ireland, and stuff like that, is that they all sort of had this uh, red hair with uh, double rows of teeth, even ones that they found too yeah. in. Uh, in uh, in America and in uh, South America, because that, that was a uh, part through. Uh, I, I actually talked about this uh, uh, a month or so ago, and uh, with some of these mounds uh, that they uh, that they had found that were being uh, excavated uh, back in the end of the 1800s into the 1900s, and uh, where these discoveries were, and uh, the Smithsonian coming in and you're reading my mind again. I was just going to bring up the Smithsonian. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Right, and coming in and uh, basically uh, taking over the 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 excavation site and uh, everything being uh, taken out, uh, taken away, and this has sort of been a a, a common uh, thread for a part of uh, history because you can go back into uh, old archives of newspapers and uh, find these stories written in the local newspapers of a discovery that was found, and then. Uh, then the, it never shows this, these things never show up. And some of them have, have photos uh, that were found. And uh, some of these things are also been uh, heavily faked for uh, in recent years to, uh, uh, I guess for, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, S's and giggles, but, uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, there's been stories of this, of these unearthing of, of people or beings that are, well over our height like uh going in from seven feet plus to up to 15 feet and uh I've we do have higher, like i think the one in the smithsonian is really really tall i've seen the skeleton i don't mm -hmm. want to say but i believe it's higher than 12 feet it's massive but yeah. even the story of what happened with this guy that was part of the higher military yeah. group that was that encountered in 2006 they took this being down eventually yeah. and they as this guy told the story for people that don't know it then i'm going to get to your comments is um that it took a full one of their you would know what their helicopter is called like the blackhawks or whatever that can carry a huge load and it they needed one for the troop to remove them and the other one just to remove this this body of this giant and they said they had to sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, that they'd never discuss this. They wrote a port, re report about what happened and they were told to return the report and remove any reference whatsoever to the this giant individual that they ran into. And they never saw or anything about it. They never heard anything else about it. They don't know what happened to the body. Then um, we, ha I have a friend that, um, you know who she is. She's in Sardinia, and we've watched documentary uh, documentaries about the giant tombs in Sardinia. And people were speaking on this documentary, which seems to be sort of the the norm. Is anybody that discovers something that is more, much more larger than a regular human, you get a little knock on the door, and somebody that 
from the government shows up and confiscates it, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. But uh, just to go, go with that part about that, uh, that was in that Afghanistan. George. That was Afghanistan where that uh, that uh, story of the military. George told us the shot. giant of Kandar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that was yeah. One troop went in; they didn't didn't show back up. So another went back in to go and find out what happened to them. They encountered this uh, large uh, being, and uh, I guess after the battle ensued, they were able to to take it out, and then they transported it out. And they said uh, with their with the helicopter and the I guess the the pallet system that they had there, this thing was big enough that it barely fit onto the yeah onto the pallet system and they said that the the smell coming from it was uh huge and it was uh was large any or what or grotesque <laughs> but uh the other part about it too is that uh there was stories that were uh, mentioned beforehand by the afghani people of uh because afghanistan is basically it's a it's a mountain range of valleys and peaks and cave systems and stuff like that and that's why uh, the military had it such a, a still did do have a hard time with uh, outing out uh, uh, forces in there because the terrain is so, uh, I guess, uh, rugged, rugged. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. there is no real road system. So uh, mm -hmm. things get hide in there. And that's that's even a thing, even with Bigfoot here in uh, in, uh, in Canada, <laughs> the bush is so immense that you, you could hide things out in the bush and probably never ever find them. So, but uh, yeah, it's that they brought it back, and uh, that was basically it. Is that everybody was supposed to be sworn to the secrecy? So, but there's a lot of controversy around that if that was really a, a thing. But the Afghani people had said beforehand that there is weird creatures, and uh, even their folklore and myth, there have things of uh, jinn and uh demons devils uh uh demigods and giants and little people that okay so let's go into jen for a minute here i'm gonna get yeah. your comments i promise because you guys have had some great comments and remember now it was the giant of kandahar that's what yeah. it was correct me if i'm wrong george george has been on the show before yeah. he's written many books on cryptids he's been on Dell's show too about cryptids and on all areas in the united states so i'm glad he was here to remember the name because i certainly couldn't um but, but like i said there's all of these beings all over the place what was i saying i was going to get to when i read uh george's comment there i'm losing my train of Jen. thought thank Jen. you I knew it would come if I kept talking, but I have my co-host here who will remember as I'm, I look like I got ADHD, not making fun of it, but I'm managing a bunch of things as I'm looking here and there and losing my train of thought. Um, so again, you guys have heard me mention many times on this show, Nukes Top 5. I do like the show because I find that he doesn't tell you what to think. All he does is share with you things that are sent in with him, like to him. He's in the Netherlands. I believe he's somewhere probably from North America. He seems like he has a North American accent. There are some crazy videos. And these guys stream live. Like these are from live streams off of either, not TikTok, it wouldn't be TikTok. I think Snapchat, YouTube, where these guys are catching, for a lack of a better term, they call them gin. They're black. I have seen them. They show up. There was one video in particular blew my mind. Now, again, can I say, like, we aren't seeing it live. It's a, a clip from the live stream. Another place, other places, Japan, that's crazy with, with activity. But in um, there, 
there's one guy in particular, I can't pronounce his name, I apologize, but he goes to these places notoriously haunted and he has had some crazy activity, caught crazy things on camera. So one, there's two of them. One of them goes in on his own. They go on their own, goes into this hot, this place that notoriously is supposedly haunted by a gin and it's abandoned. He goes in, he reaches into the cupboard. There's a bunch of papers in there and he picks up one that looks like it's got some red paint on it. He doesn't know if it's blood or what it is. And he's, as he picks it up and goes to open it, he ends up throwing it to the ground, but you don't see why till it lands on the ground. It, it bursts into flames. And these guys, and Dell is a skeptic after everything we've been through. He's still quite a skeptic. And again, we've just spent some time talking about what people can do with cameras, but I do have a little bit different perspective of things that are done live on camera. I don't know. What well, do you think? Well, that's, that's, that's where uh, you get into the whole thing about magic tricks. And I went into the whole thing about. Oh, uh, we're going to go there tonight. Jane well, will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. With uh, there's so many, like, uh, well, you remember anyways, I spent almost about two years just going through different uh, magician stuff and learning how to go and break down tricks and learning how they did tricks and all the different little uh, magicians gimmicks that can be done to make paper turn into fire or turn into smoke and uh, how things are done. That's what I always called the prestige. Eh? That's the part what the, mm -hmm. the government does, right? The, the whole magic trick of uh, government. They tell you one thing and do whatever. And then uh, ta-da, here's at the end. And it was never what you, you uh, thought it was going to be. Or Darren Brown, another person that we had watched there before with uh, – Right. Are you uh, going to tell them your story about you used one of his techniques and people saw it and it worked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The power of suggestion. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, Bernard Dorset will know, especially who most of you may or you may not, but Bernard should know who he is being from the UK. Debbie might know as well. I know she originally went, uh, was from the UK. She's Canadian now, but. Mm -hmm. And you can go ahead and tell it there, Laura. It's your show. Okay. So if you ever want to look up Darren Brown, I encourage you to. It's quite astounding some of the stuff that happens. Some of it, I think, is a little bit of video editing, but you be the judge. So he's in D as in dog, E-R-R-E-N as in Nancy. I think there may be an E on the end of brown. I'm not sure, but you'll find it with the way Darren is spelled. So you, he's going to the racetracks, I think, with this guy isn't he? And he's got money and he's going to bet on horses, but he's trying to show, Darren Brown is trying to show this guy how the power of suggestion can work. And I guess at the one track they go to, if you have a winning ticket and the cashier gives you too much money, that's on her. You get to keep the money. So doesn't he bang on the cage when he hands his ticket in and he says, this is a winning ticket, but it's not. And she gives him the money. Is that what happened? Yeah, it's a, he he gives her a losing ticket, and yes, uh, but he had also preset this up beforehand too, right? With uh, he I guess he he had met her, and I guess he somehow he put this a uh, suggestion. He programmed her. Yeah, it was really uh, like he didn't very... say, "I'm going to show up on camera and you're going to pretend my ticket's winning, right. and give me money." No, he pre-programmed this, but there's a reason why I set this up because of what happened with Dell. You finish it, and then I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, but story. what it was, but he said it was just something simple. It was uh, something innocuous there, but uh, when he handed her the ticket and she looked at it and saw that it was a losing ticket, by shocking her by banging it and saying right afterwards that I had won. 
and she had looked at it and says, oh, yeah, you did, and then paid out the money and paid it out to him. Once the money had transferred over, then uh, there's nothing you can really do about it. Okay, but, uh, so with you, yeah, he goes into the bear store, and there's a lineup behind him. <laughs> so he tries it. He doesn't scare the girl. He just, what did you, banged on the counter? And you yeah. said you wanted a certain amount of beer. Yeah. And how did it work? They didn't, I, I don't know if they didn't charge you what, but they... They, they did what you said and you didn't mislead them or anything. You didn't pre-program them. You just thought, Hey, I'll try it and see what happens. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's she, yeah. She thought I'd already had paid already. So yeah, she just went and got it and then brought it out there. I went, okay, thank you. And it was, thank you. Was yeah. But the guy behind you is going, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, I guess a uh, George, uh, not George Len, uh, Lensford. He says the gin are not, good or bad they decide what they want to do yes they do i have a story about that actually um but bernard dorsett says yes i know of darren brown he's been around for years and has had his own show on channel four in the uk but he does make a compelling argument it's about psychic ability how people can be can be led to give you the answers. I don't agree with all of it, but yes, there probably are some people that do use the tactics he's talking about. Um, I want to go back well, to some of these comments. Go ahead. Well, that, I was just going to say there too, is that uh, 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 law enforcement does the exact same thing. That's uh, a part of coercing uh, a confession out of people. And they're even fine. I've been watching shows there on uh, people that have, that are on death row or been in, uh, in jail and stuff like that about the, uh, proven their innocence because of a coerced uh, confessions and uh, yeah. I guess imp improperly prisoned. It's not, not that everybody in prison is uh, innocent though, but there's been some pretty startling uh, cases out there where you're wondering with all the information that was there presented as evidence, how this would actually pass if someone actually could be convicted of anything like that. So it's just surprising that I guess it's whatever the, it's just interesting how the power suggestion can uh, can uh, trick people into uh, believing something that is true. And it goes the same thing for uh, audio, uh, hearing something, your mind will automatically jump depending on what frame of mind you're in or your eyes. We call it pareidolia or audiodolia, whatever sort of a suggestive uh, mood or whatever type of frame of mind you're in that you could actually sort of hear something that's not there. But uh, like we were talking before about uh, our little uh, gremlins, like I got my little group up here, but uh, these guys, uh, they just help with that uh, production. But uh, we've, we've found. Well, they're not doing a good job with my mic, apparently. And Kelly was yeah, nice about it. Thank you. I apologize, guys. I'm right over top of the, the I have a Wi-Fi extender. We have had a new router put in. We have tried everything. And Dell's because he's downstairs. Um, he's right across from it. So I apologize. Let me know if it gets too bad. If I have to, I actually will hop right downstairs and you have to have two of us on screen, I guess, if it keeps cutting out. But thanks for letting me know. Yes, you've confiscated some of my characters. I made him his gnome. He was made from a sock. He looks like a doll. Well, I don't know if you call it a doll. He looks like the guy from ZZ Top, actually. I made him. And Delson named him you, as in, hey, you. Right. You have to put a, hold them up closer, Dell. But I was looking for my Halloween cat at, at Halloween time and I couldn't find the cat. And the next thing I know, I see Dell doing his show. And what do you call this cat? Uh, kitty pot. Kitty pot. I don't know why. I think yeah. he looks like he's holding a pot. 
And I looked high and low for this, not knowing that somehow Kitty Pot made it onto Dell's area where he podcasts. And then who yeah. else have you got there with you? Your third co-host. Oh, yeah. For the third guy, there is uh, Blaze. Oh, Shannon named him, didn't she, yeah. Shannon? Yeah. Yeah. During Dell's show, the snowman didn't have a name. So Shannon, one of our viewers, named him. Dell said whoever wanted to name him, and, and Shannon did. So his name is Blaze. I want to read some of these comments. Sorry, guys. Um, Heather Cooper was talking about, we were talking about the red hair with the giant. She said the Irish are still PO'd. And then Kelly said, uh, we should always keep an open mind. I'll highlight it on all topics. You never know what people see, hear, know, and experience. Angels, UFOs, and other celestial beings have only been showing themselves, she said to herself, in the past few years. And I can only tell you there are humanoid and I think it's supposed to say non-humanoid beings out there, even cryptids we don't know and see. Absolutely. So imagine what else is out there we don't know and see about yet. Agree 100%. And then she adds, the universe is huge. Our world on Earth is huge too. The veils are continually being thinned out. Um I think it says every, it cuts off, but I think every day. Um, I have to agree with you because I was actually thinking about this today, Kelly, and everybody out there that, you know, we often talk about that we've barely scratched the surface, surface with the oceans. But when you think about it, we really could, like, depending how deep you go down the rabbit hole, we really could have a whole world and things living underground that we have no idea about. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, I think I've said this before, is that, most of us, uh, 7.6 billion people on the earth, uh, really only know about what's on the surface and probably down to about 15 to 20 feet underneath the ground. But there's a huge layer of earth that's there. They're finding huge uh, tunnel uh, systems. Even the stuff that they found in, uh, in Turkey and other places there, uh, even in China uh, and South America, huge massive uh cave systems that people have occupied that go for miles upon miles not not to mention also too what the the u.s military and uh has done with their uh dumbs deep underground military bases and road systems in the u.s and uh stuff that was done over in uh in uh germany and uh russia and that with their mm -hmm. huge uh underground uh facilities and uh travel systems and that so that, that's well, what was making me thing. think about it I shared a video today because we added with the two groups I have, the Angel Rocker Tribe and Paranormal University, they have that chat option. And I didn't expect people to interact on there, but they are. And they're sharing some really cool pictures, conversation, thoughts and ideas. Only thing is it sets people's notifications off like crazy. So if you want to know how to do that, not leave the group. I Well, I my group, I've posted how to do it, but... You you can just look it up on YouTube. It's a really simple setting to be able to mute it so it doesn't drain your battery, especially if you're in a lot of groups. Uh, thanks, George. George Lensford said, both of y'all shows are great to be a guest on. Well, we'd love to having you, right, right, Del? Having George on? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. And what Kelly had actually said, I want to read her comment. She said, Laura, uh, Spirit is playing with your microphone. <laughs> I don't know what it is, or it's the little gremlins in the house. But I wanted to mention, I commented that Jane would know what I'm talking about. She sent a little heart. We were talking a little bit about how things can be put into a film and misrepresented and what have you. The other thing, what I'm referring to without too much detail is a lot of people can claim something by editing, like taking a little bit of something and leaving a part out changing the order a little bit, a whole bunch of things like that, right? 
and then not putting what the truth is about that little clip that you get. And you can be very much misled by what you see, right? So you really have to question it. And what I'm talking about, I'm not going to get specific, but I have seen evidence as of late that something that was presented to be something very controversial, that there's little whisperings about could possibly exist. And yet with further research and, and, talking to people actually conversations does a great thing rather than texting right you then discover when you start to dig and you do your own research that what we actually saw this little clip of was not at all what we were led to believe it was because there was about a minute or two maybe three cut off the end and it wasn't prefaced about where it came from so that's why it's always important to do your own research right mm -hmm. Well, that's that's uh, very important. And it, it even comes down to when it goes to dealing with uh, anything uh, medical wise and checking up on things. Actually, I just did watch this uh, uh, one uh, little uh, series there. and They were talking about uh, addiction and the way that uh, uh, the, the health profession uh, run by whatever or with in conjunction with the government, they're dealing with uh, with uh, illicit substances like uh, marijuana, uh, cocaine, heroin right. in that. And there was a study that was done at the beginning, and this is how it was released, is that they put a rat in a, in a cage and they gave uh, one water bottle was with water and one was with a mix of cocaine and heroin. And uh, the rat right. uh, uh, went and went towards the bottle and uh, basically drank just out of the cocaine and heroin water, didn't touch the right. regular water and died afterwards. So the study was done afterwards and there was a thing called a, a rat village or mouse village and they'd done the same thing. And the guy had said the reason being that that happened and they said this was his uh, theory and he proved it too is that uh, rats and mice are social creatures. If you mm -hmm. have an area where they have things a like little wheel to run around on other uh, friends to play with and different other things like that and you put the same two bottles in there is that they wouldn't that they they would all sample from that but then they would they would just drink the water right and that's what ended up happening was is that they left the 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 tainted water alone because they had other things to amuse themselves because they're very social and stuff like that so yeah the, the way that the experiment was done and this is how it caused for laws to be put in place is that uh, because this one they just took this one part and says this is what it is right it was the same thing as what they how they demonized uh, marijuana they put out all those uh those uh yeah. films and that because uh they didn't want the uh, <laughs> the growth of hemp right because hemp was a better thing for making ropes for uh paper making clothing and stuff like that well that would go against the people that had the conglomerate uh high uh stuff there that had cotton fields and had uh whatever this oil and this stuff right it was in conjunction taking away money from them so if you demonize something then that gets put put across and just like you said before is that one generation of people hearing something mm -hmm. and taught something they believe this is what it is this is something that is bad right I'm not saying mm -hmm. that doing drugs is good but it's just just giving an example it's giving an example Right. And like if you go back in the stuff of uh, Joseph Goebbels uh, and Edward Bernays and the whole thing about spreading propaganda is that if you say something long enough, people believe it as truth. Right. And you can change mm -hmm. people's things in that. There, there's lots of uh, 
variety of uh, examples of this throughout history, and uh, and we we've all been through it all. I'll let you continue there. I'm just saying hi. I'm going to read the comments. No, you're right. And depending on how far you're willing to go down the rabbit hole and dig, there's quite a few examples. Well, it's not even it's not even a it's not even a rabbit hole. That's like right on the surface. Uh, this is it's a, a rabbit hole for people. You're missing what I'm saying. Okay. Depending how far you're willing to look is what I'm saying. Not what you said. I'm talking about the concept of it. How far you're willing to look at what's been going on around you is where I was going with this, especially, say, over the last few years. And I'm not going to go down that hole. What I'm saying is when you dig a little deeper and you look at the concept, you're able to apply it in many different arenas, if you will, or avenues, areas of life where you may not have thought it existed before. And I'll leave it at that. So I'm going to share Afi's comment in a minute. I want to say, hey, Dave Petrella, welcome. Hey, Robin from Halford Paranormal. Nice to see you. Always about greed. Michelle Pratt says she's from Australia. Welcome. Let us know where you're from, everybody. I know we got some people from the UK. Robin is. We've got people from the US, people from Canada. If I've missed you, please let me know if you're from somewhere else. And I'd be happy to give you a shout out. So Effie says, um, I did a major house cleaning or house clearing meditation a few weeks ago. I've been living in my new house a little over a year. Cleared the ground as well. Always a good idea, I think. Uh, when I was done, I saw and felt a spirit in a black tuxedo with a black top hat walking in my house, going upstairs and heading towards my bedroom where I was relaxing, wondering what you sense from this energy. The energy feels nice not sure what he wants well first of all what i will say to you effie that would be my number one question to you is how does it make you feel <laughs> so del doesn't usually comment intuitively but what do you think del do you feel anything from this well well uh what did you and say clearing there. a house so it's a i guess it's an older house who knows it could have been somebody that sort of lived there if that was uh that or somebody that came along i don't know always when i hear the thing with a black tuxedo or black suit with a black top hat i think of slender man or that uh that guy i remember that we had over at the other house there that was sort of uh walking well no we had road. a shadow man but she said nice and yeah. i know who effie is and and that she's sort of more of a spiritual where you know light worker type mm -hmm. like i am like i would identify as so that's why i'm glad you let us know how it felt to you yeah so. because the uh, we, because this is a point that I've made a long, long time ago is that all dark images don't mean that they're negative. True. I agree. Right. Like it, just because it's a shadow doesn't people always uh, uh, associate darkness or shadowness with being something negative and evil and or 3 a.m. Yeah. Or yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing though, is that anything that's, that it doesn't necessarily make it evil. It's the energy that I guess that you get from it or that you feel from it there. But uh, that would... yeah, but geographically, oh, sorry. Were you still speaking? Sorry. I cut out there. So <clears throat> I was, I was just going to say 3M all over the earth. So thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I talked to somebody about this. I've had a few discussions and they could be very well, right? I don't know all the answers. None of us do. I always say we won't know till we transition back home across the veil, whatever your belief system is, but it's always 3am pretty well somewhere. Okay. And could the veil be thinner? Possibly. Or it could be what I always say, which I believe I once upon a time received from spirit, which is what we perceive becomes what we believe and it becomes our reality. 
So if you believe that the veil is thinner at 3 a.m., it is. But my co-host I used to have on the uh, one of the shows we used to do together on this network, Seraphine, and we actually talked about this on the previous network we were on, and I believe her wholeheartedly 100%. Activity and things happen in the daytime, but we don't take notice of it, right? The light gives us a false sense of security, I believe. So that's just something to throw out there. If you want to add to that doll, and I'm going to concentrate on this little guy here, and I'll tell you what I feel maybe, Effie. So you go ahead if you want to add something to that. Yeah, well, that, that was uh, the sort of the joke, right? Uh, the, or the predicament. They said, yeah, if, uh, if everybody uh, in every time zone uh, leaves, uh, leaves their spot and uh, they all meet at the center of the earth, what time is it? Well, time is only relative to the to the individual, right? So mm -hmm. it'd be one o'clock for me and the person next to him, it's time zone, it's uh, two o'clock for them, I know. right? And then if you're in a spaceship uh, uh, orbiting around the earth, what time is it, right? You're, it's only relative to you or from your situation. So I think that the whole part that, this is the narrative that's been on is that the witching hour. Yeah. Right? Well. And I'm going, well, what is that supposed to mean, right? When you're talking about the Earth and planets and star systems and stuff like that, well, the Earth is, if you're looking very micro or macro, there, there's a difference. Like time is, there's no relevance in that. And I always found that sort of really interesting that we can only see ghosts uh, at three o'clock in the morning. That's the only time that they come out. Mm -hmm. Well, I was like, well, how does that make any sense? If you're, if you're thinking of the universe, right? Okay, yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like Michelle Pratt says, like a blanket daylight is protection. Exactly. But things do happen. But we're busy. We're not paying attention. We're going to work. We're running around a million things we've got to do, right? But nighttime, things are more quiet. There isn't the light. So every noise, everything we see, we sense, we feel almost becomes magnified, if you will. But a lot of these yeah. things happen in the daytime. We just don't necessarily see it or feel it because we're preoccupied. Well, that, that that's true. And uh, I guess the part is that people notice them more at nighttime because it is more quiet that we, we were, we were sort of, we're moving from this nine to five uh, uh, work day into this multi 24 hour work day where things are getting a little bit more where there's more noise going on at nighttime. Whereas before it was really quiet at night. And so certain sounds, would sort of pop out but uh even watching like you said that nukes top five or watching these mm -hmm. uh some of these paranormal channels with uh people because more people are having these baby cams or security cameras in their house set up in that mm -hmm. and they're noticing during the daytime or in some of these videos with uh, little kids or animals at like 11 o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon two o'clock in the afternoon just going ahead and uh some sort of action or reaction will happen or a little a little kid or a baby will notice something and be staring at something off the wall or off where or over yeah. there or down a hallway or an animal will be focused in at something that's that they notice there and it so it's not just that happens at 3 a.m it can happen during any time of the day now whether or not these videos are all real or or whatever but there's something that's being captured and uh I guess it's up to investigation. Well, he asked you, is it all big? Is it all an elaborate hoax? Hoax, you decide. And I right. like that he tells you 
you decide. I have seen him debunk a few things too on certain things. And there's been other things I have seen on there. There's been a few, not many, but I have actually seen say six months after it was shown on there, the truth has come out. It wasn't real. Okay. Not very often, be, but there's one be, in particular. Oh, go ahead. Again, I'm going to be right back there. Just hold on a second. Okay. Okay. While well, talking, then I can answer Effie's question too. And I want to say hi, Judy. I highlighted you there. Sorry about the guest, you guys. If you're just tuning in, uh, poor poor Sonia. She was on earlier in the year, at the beginning of the year, and she was coming back for kind of part two. And uh, unfortunately, she fell ill. So please send her your healing prayers, good thoughts, and wishes. She will be back. Definitely, we'll have her back on. But um, I have a built-in host, thankfully, with Adele here. So we're all over the maps so of. The things you want to talk about, please throw them in the chat. So Effie, I'm going to read your question or your comment. Again, for those that just joined us, I did a major house clearing meditation a few weeks ago. I've been living in my new house a little over a year, cleared the ground as well. When I was done, I saw and felt a spirit in black tuxedo with black tap, top hat. Walking in my house, going upstairs and heading towards my bedroom where I was relaxing. Wondering what you sense from this. This energy feels nice, but not sure what he wants. I, I'm going to tell you, anybody that tells you intuitively that they're 100% uh, percent correct all the time, run. But what I kept hearing as I was reading this while Dal was talking, <laughs> I literally kept hearing, I'm the welcoming committee. <laughs> and I kept rereading re your comment thinking, yeah, but you've been in a year, you've been in, you've been in the house over a year, but you just did this clearing a few weeks ago. No, I'm not really sure why, but I'm guessing for whatever reason, you felt it was necessary to to clear the energy so i don't know if there was maybe some heavy dense energy could have been something that maybe wasn't supposed to be there but you removed it out of the way so this little guy was able to come forward and let you know who he is the other thing i keep feeling for some reason i don't know how old this house is but is there any chance for something behind one of the walls in your bedroom and i don't mean in a scary way because this guy, to me, from what you're describing, he said he feels nice. He's all dressed up fancy, um, you know, black, like, like he is, like in a tuxedo with a hat, the whole bit, right? So for whatever reason, to me, it feels like he wasn't able to make himself known until you did this, this house clearing. But I don't know, I keep feeling like there's something in your bedroom that he wants to show you and not in a scary way, like in a good way. I don't know, but that's what I keep feeling. So you'll have to let me know or let us know. Um, maybe do, I don't know if you know the research of your house or whatever, but maybe find out because I keep feeling like there's something behind one of the walls or maybe in the closet or the door that's either been sealed over or whatever. And the other thing, if you're able to see and sense him, and plus I know who you are, <laughs> maybe next time you're in a meditation, clear your mind and ask him. What do you want to show me? I'm glad you're here. Glad because like you said, he feels the energy feels nice. And he feels like a really happy energy, like almost like he like he's excited to show you things like that maybe you didn't know or you weren't aware of. And I keep feeling like there's some kind of gift in this. Like not it would be great if it was a million dollars. I don't feel like it's a million dollars, but it's something that will definitely be of benefit to you, including that he's very happy that you moved into the house i don't always do cards but I, that's why i muted my mic while dal was talking i'm gonna pull a card for you and let's see what comes out with this okay so i know you were just tuning in i was saying i don't know why but i just go with what i hear and what i feel i feel like he was kind of suppressed until uh effie did the 
house meditation. And for whatever reason that she felt led to do this, he wasn't able to make his presence known until she kind of shifted the energy in the house. And I, I kind of feel, I don't know what, but I keep feeling, and Dell never makes fun of what I do. He is respectful. And I do believe he's very intuitive himself, but I keep feeling like there's something behind a wall or there's like a little cubby or a space, maybe in the floorboard or something that's covered over that maybe you haven't found yet. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be a million dollars or anything, but it's, it'll be something positive. I keep feeling, I don't know. We'll see. I know Dell's smiling because he was, that means I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, there's, there's, I'm going to just say one thing about uh, if you're looking behind in walls and stuff like that, because I used to yeah. build houses and uh, fix houses back in my early twenties and that, and uh, what the, there was a thing that used to be done uh, when, when uh, with uh, carpenters that you would put a, either a, a newspaper or a coin or a penny or something there that was in the house okay. where you had uh when you would uh when you were closing up and finishing it there was sort of like a like a little time capsule and stuff like that so some people also uh this is i always find this really interesting is when they they go in there say they're remodeling they find this paper and then they go looking in the paper and then there's some art article in there that they figure that it relates to them mm -hmm. right but usually the paper that's going in there is the time it was finished because it has a time and or has a date on it and the year and and what was going on there it was it was no sort of uh, significance but sometimes there could be a significance to it too as well right maybe there was a story in there that uh that re related to something to uh your situation family heritage or something like or that, that era yeah or that be, era from where he's coming from mm -hmm. yeah it could be a, a lot of things there so it's all interesting uh little uh <coughs> rabbit holes to go down in in thought but just just remember that just by finding something on a on a property that's there that there was probably another reason of why that was put there in the first place yeah exactly so the update that she added and i want to add that keith ottersberg added when we were talking about activity he said it didn't matter what time it was here there was activity um i'm gonna have keith ottersberg on the show he's been on the dead files before so we're gonna connect sometime this week and talk about that so we should have an interesting show about his experiences and ours uh so look look for but there you go somebody telling you it didn't matter what time same thing at our house too so uh I'll reread Effie's comment. Top hat man touches my energy field on upper back and neck area. Not intrusive, gentle vibration tickle. I let him know he is acknowledged, wondering if you're tuning into something. I'll go a little further. Kelly, I will get to your comment. Hang on. Um, Effie said, yes, he's excited. That's what I feel. Thank you. I'll look into the wall and closet. Like I'm not talking about ripping your house apart, but you know what? You can knock on things and Dell's built houses before. So he knows about construction and things like that. But you can tell if you're banging on something, something sounds hollow versus um, if you've hit a wall stud or something like that. Right, Del? Yep. Mm -hmm. So I did pull a card and um, I have to remember the card's not for me. It's for you, Affie. If it doesn't resonate with you, great. Take what does, leave the rest. But if somebody else is hearing this either live or in the replay and it does resonate with you you think oh my gosh that could have been for me guess what it is for you that's the way it works so the card i pulled was stargazer it says set your sights higher now to me this almost looks like if you will i know it's back oh no it's not backwards wow unless it's coming across backwards um he almost looks like a bit of a sage with a telescope to me and 
what I'm almost feeling, because I did ask Spirit when I pulled this card to give us a little bit more information, that maybe he's got some information for you, Effie. Maybe he's got something to share with you from the other side, too. And again, take this quite literally when it says, um, set your sights higher. So don't be afraid to go forward. Don't be afraid to have courage. Don't be afraid to jump because the net will appear. And I hope that helps you. I'm going to read. Let's go back to a few more comments here. So Kelly Hopkins, about a month, I'm sorry, a month ago at 2 a.m. I was sitting at my kitchen table making crystal beadery bracelets. Yes, those are beautiful. I make jewelry too. I've checked them out, Kelly. You're doing a great job. There was an energy outside that wasn't human friendly outside my kitchen window. This energy had freaked me out and sent my anxiety through the roof. I felt an intense non-friendly energy. This is something you don't want in your house. Yes, of all people, most of us. Well, I know, I know we know that and quite a few of us do. Absolutely. I ran from my kitchen to my bedroom, waking up my husband and telling him something was really wrong. He searched around, but saw or felt nothing. To this day, and it cuts off with the W there, honey. Um, I may have to go to Facebook here unless you've added it down below. Let's see. Uh, hi, Carrie. Welcome. Um, I don't see it, but I do have my phone and have realized, thank God I muted the audio. <laughs> Um, I so I'm able to go into the comments here on my page. So hang on, I'll see what else you added here, Kelly, so that we can finish your comment. Um, hang on one sec. Okay. Um, to this day, we still cannot explain why you freaked out. Well, I think whether we believe in energy or not, I know that you guys do, that you guys work with the paranormal, you and Stevo. But whether people believe in this or not, and I always use this analogy. That if, depending on how well you know someone, if they step in, step up really close to you, really in your face, what do we automatically do? We back up because it feels icky. Like we do it without even thinking, right? Depending on the level of intimacy we have with someone. That's personal space. That's your energy field. That's your aura. So we can all sense things. How many times have you seen people with paranormal activity that will say, I feel like someone's watching me. I can see it. I can feel it. There are other reasons could have high emf and things like that but it can happen is there anything you want to add to that doll no <laughs> i just meant about energy about being able to sense it mm -hmm. well I, i'm gonna say this this part here and this might be one thing to consider for uh, a lot of people uh is that uh we've gone to this uh highly electrified wireless world right now and mm -hmm. uh a lot of things, uh, this is just a theory on this, is that uh, our diets that are heavily uh, composed of uh, uh, non-nutritional foods that are highly chemicalized and stuff like that, and with the high amount of uh, Wi-Fi signals, wireless signals and stuff like that, <coughs> could be giving a sensation of, uh, of, of something else that you might not have felt before because we are getting into this heavy electrified field there now. And uh, that, that's even what the, they do with the, when they do ghost hunting and that is looking for uh, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. And with old wiring in houses to new stuff now where we're wireless, like I, I'm totally wireless right now. I've got the wireless internet going on here with the phone going, with the TV and that. There's so much uh, field energy that's around that uh, is something maybe to look into. So I want to say hi to Carrie. I noticed oh, that Carrie hey, said hey. hi, Del. 
Hi, Loralee and Sonia. Sonia's sick, unfortunately, at the last minute. So please send her healing prayers, good thoughts. She'll come back another time, though. Like I said, we Del and I always have a built-in host, and you gotta gotta be malleable when you shows, right? So I'm glad he's here. Um, okay, Kelly, I'm gonna say this out loud because I know we've said it before on previous like a long time ago on previous shows. Kelly and Steve O do paranormal. Uh, communication they have compare sorry they actually do paranormal communication with ghost boxes um i like the way they do it actually they're very respectful they understand about energy protecting it and stuff but kelly and kelly said thank you for explaining that Dell. it does make a lot of sense but she said this just happened that one time it wasn't like all the time and yes we can get spikes in emf right but i will tell you Kelly and, and Steve, I don't live in this place anymore, but I remember one time Kelly sent me this picture and no, I don't always tell Dell everything because <laughs> I know he'll kind of give me the, okay, even if he sees it. Well, he will try to debunk things six ways to Sundays. And like he said before, I think it was his show. I, I'm kind of the yin to his yang because he's way over here with the skepticism because he's got to debunk it in his mind. He's very logical. Whereas I'm not gullible. But I always say just because I haven't experienced it or seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I truly believe that true that um, truth reveals itself. I was getting, could it have been from the crystals? Maybe. I've heard of that before. Um, definitely, Michelle. And Kelly goes, oh, no, the picture story. She knows what I'm going to tell. I know she's okay with it because she put LMAO. So she messages me. This is like a quite a few years ago and she goes you're not going to believe this and I go what and they were having some pretty crazy paranormal activity in their old place she sends me this picture of her door and you guys I kid you not it looks like something got stuck in her door like the face you see the eyes and the mouth is super wide and you see the handprints like this no idea how it got there, why it got there. I know Kelly and Steve well, well enough. They've been on my show when I was on my previous network. They wouldn't have faked it. And it was there for a really long time. So they have had some strange stuff happen. Now, again, if I didn't know her, yeah, I need, and I did ask her a lot of questions, believe me. So I don't know where it came from. Like I said, if she was going through this all the time, but who knows? Could have been something, maybe not. Like there's, there is always a plausible explanation. And sometimes when there isn't, that's when we got to look at, could be something else. You never know. Yeah. So that, that's exactly right. And uh, uh, even looking at explanations of how things go, there's a lot of things out there. This is why it's so important to do research on things is yeah. uh, to find out uh, different causes and effects. Like, uh, like if you say you have something uh, uh, that happened just only one time, Right. You'd have to go back and then look at that sort of the day. Was the was the sun giving off huge amounts of solar flares? Was the uh, Earth's magnetic poles moving and shifting a little bit? Was uh, there's there's a lot of things like the Earth is a big magnet. Right. So there's uh, there's a lot of energy that's being uh, uh, produced through that. And a there's a lot of movement because the, the Earth's poles do move. They do shift. And uh, when uh, solar energy comes down there, it causes strains on the belts and that. It causes movement and strains. And you can have power. Uh, the grid powers have spikes and lows and stuff like that. So there's a lot of other factors that can uh, can deal with stuff. Uh, flow of uh, groundwater uh, 
levels going up and down? Do you have lots of quartz uh, mineralization in your in your area? Every little thing can affect and cause a different little thing. I just wanted to add that little part there too as well. Well, the Schumann resonance too, when you look into that, it's been pretty high and it's going up and down. There's lots of things that could contribute, but like it, it's really, well, I don't know everybody here, but I know a lot of people and Keith Honersberg says, yes, very, or all very valid points. And Dave says, yes, cover all the bases. You guys are absolutely right. So this was a comment by Heather Cooper earlier. And I said, we get back to it. People having past life recall seems to be more common as well. And I have a thought on that, but what do you think, Del? Well, this this comes into this part that I started at the beginning of this is that past life, uh, just any anybody recall is that we, we're in this world now of uh, the World Wide Web. And I think there's more information being put out there. So it seems like more people are talking about this or having these sort of experience because more people are sort of suggesting it or telling their stories because 30 years ago when we weren't on there, it was just basically you were telling the, your people that you called on the telephone or you met at the office or your, your friend and family group. But now that we have this w wider platform of giving information, I guess it might seem more that there's more people having these same experiences, even though it's always been the same thing happening for time in and time out. Okay. So I have some different thoughts on that. First of all, I do believe in past lives. Um, I've studied near-death experiences for 40 plus years professionally and personally. I do believe I had one as a toddler, but the reason why I share this, one thing that has always fascinated me, and there are thousands of stories about this, about children who remember their previous lives. There are some incredible stories out there. These are young children, especially, that they wouldn't have knowledge of such things that they're speaking of. And some have evidential proof. There's one particularly famous story of this little boy in India that was born with a birthmark on his back of his scalp, I believe. And he kept talking about to his mother when he could finally speak that you're not my mother. Um, I miss my wife. I miss my 12 kids and talking about this city he had never been to before he kept going on and on about it that he was insisting that his parents bring him there um he kept saying he was murdered and he knew who had killed him that his murder hadn't been solved and so they i guess the family just finally relented they brought him there he'd never been to the city and i believe he was like maybe five took them to the house, identified his previous wife by name, knew all the kids' names like uh, that were his children from a previous life. The birthmark on the back of his head, he kept claiming he had been struck in the back of the head, I believe, with an axe. And it was the exact shape they ended up finding out because he, he showed them where the murder weapon was buried when he was in his previous life. He identified the person who murdered him. And this is all documented. And apparently, I guess with pictures of the post-mortem wound of when he was the adult in the previous life, we were the exact shape and, sh shape and size of the birthmark. Now, that's not an isolated incident. There are thousands of stories, not quite as sensational as this. Mm -hmm. So I do believe past lives exist. And Possibility. Uh, what's that? I said it's a possibility. Anything's possible. So I'm not ruling things out. I'm not going to say anything, but we've discussed past lives in this house. I will not, I will not reveal some of the conversations we've had, but I have, had, I've had some 
some proof, I believe. I don't, I, you may have heard me talk about it on the show. I don't know if I've ever told you about it, but I do believe I've had some proof of some of my previous past lives. And apparently we've lived thousands. Like even if you look into Dolores Cannon, now she never claimed to be a psychic. She made it very clear, nor was she a medium. She was a hypnotherapist and her and her husband started delving into the deeper levels of hypnosis at the Omega level that back in the 60s, they were told never to go. It was a dangerous area to go. You look into some of the stuff that she shares, some of it, which I believe is starting to come to fruition. Some of the things that have come through people that have revealed to her through hypnosis, what has happened. So, and you watch her, like, look at some of her lectures. She's no longer alive, but you listen to some of her lectures and the stuff that she shares it's incredible. And there are evidential things in there. Not everything. And I'm not saying I believe everything she was speaking about. But, but to me, there was definitely proof of past lives. I can tell you, I've had patients who have coded, meaning their heart has stopped. They're, they're clinically dead. They're not breathing. And through almost an hour of resuscitative attempts, their heart restarts. And with working nights, sometimes I would have time to speak with patients and I felt so blessed that they would share their experience and you knew from talking to them it wasn't just that their ears were still functioning while they were being resuscitated they could tell you things that there was no way they would know what was going on say down the hallway um somebody's name that wasn't even in the room like I'm telling you crazy 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 stuff so um I'm just gonna say um I was seeing Carol's messages. Thanks, Jane, for telling her. I'm going to just update and I'm going to read these comments because we got some good comments here. So Kelly wants to update about the spirit stuck in the door story I shared. She goes, I still remember that spirit stuck in the door. When Steve and I moved, it was still stuck in the door. LOL. It, I, it tried entering from one door to like three other doors and kept getting stuck. I finally went back to the front door and or it finally went uh, back to the front door and it stayed there. It was still there when we moved. And I'm not kidding you guys. Like, yes, could people say it was pareidolia, meaning, you know, the human brain likes to make up faces and what have you when they see certain images, like in the cloud or whatever. But this was crazy, this story. And like, I, I wouldn't tell it except I, I witnessed it. I saw what was going on. So uh, Carol, or sorry, Heather Cooper uh, says, I have always... Uh, felt the Sibley Peninsula home is home to elementals. What's your impression of this area? Well, before Del, I'll let Del answer and then I'll share. Uh, for people that know, Sibley Pen Peninsula is around where we are. We have a national park around here where we live in Thunder Bay, Northwestern Ontario in Canada. And I believe that's what you're referring to with Sibley Peninsula. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Del. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's all part of the Sibley there. Yeah, going out to uh, uh, the Sleeping Giant. And you got uh, Silver Islet there. Lots of uh, minerals out there. You got uh, just outside, you got uh, Amethyst. Uh, there's a really, uh, there's a very uh, large, extensive uh, native uh, lore story of, uh, of uh, minerals and elementals, giants and... Uh, other little people around this okay area. so for elementals though do you believe that there's elementals in this area well, well if you if you if you're looking about saying elementals in the part of the fire wind water spirits and stuff like that well that that's all part of the lore right uh-huh yeah, yeah there is quite a if you look into the legend and lore of uh 
Sometimes it's known by the legend of Nanabiju or Gichigumi. That's the sleeping giant. You can see it pretty clearly about 10 minutes from our house. Then um, it's very closely interrelated. It's called Little Niagara of the, of the North, and it's on the south side of the city, whereas the sleeping giant can be seen, well, from many places, but from close to our house, the north side of the city. And the stories sort of intertwined and interrelated. As for elementals, have I experienced anything that I could absolutely say beyond a shadow of a doubt? Specifically in the Sipoli Peninsula, I have experienced some very unusual activity when I was actually at a lightworker type retreat a few years back in Colorado. But here, but will I say, do they not exist? Absolutely not. Because as I started the show out, there are many people that I have talked to from all over the world who have crossed through this city that are within the paranormal field that all say, holy crap, you guys have all kinds of strange stuff where you live. Well, you that's, the, well that, that's the thing there is that we, this uh, area here of the Canadian shield is uh, heavily uh, uh, impregnated with quartz and, uh, and amethyst, uh, silver, gold, nickel, copper. So there's a lot of there's seven there's crystals. <laughs> There, there, there's, there's a lot of a uh, lot of mineralization that is prevalent around here that uh, can with uh, with earth energy and stuff like that uh, with the give off a, a very strong thing. Like I, I told you the story before about uh, I was staking claims prospecting outside of uh, Geraldton, uh, which is sort of uh, north east of us uh, going up uh, Highway 11. And uh, we had to do this big block of claims uh prospecting claims and the the magnetite was so uh strong in that area there's actually a magnet mine uh, just outside of Geraldton there and uh it would just pull our compasses over areas and uh it would affect our batteries and uh we don't you get this weird feeling also in the in the in the bush too like it always felt like the the hairs on the back of your neck were sort of uh sticking up it was just the the energy from that area and it make the mind think certain little tricks there if you want to well i don't know because your your family has built this beautiful some people mm -hmm. will call it a cabin or cottage yeah. we call it a camp up here and del will attest to this there's a public yeah. beach at the end of the road as you turn onto this narrow little drive driving road up to the camp there's how many camps on that side about seven no there's about uh, 13 but yeah the energy field changes just completely changes you can feel it you can see it we have very little internet connection there's not a tower i understand that you have to be in a specific spot versus the east side of the lake they have internet but i am telling you it is like going into another dimension it is mm -hmm. there's no other way to to explain it except you have to experience it I wanted to add Carrie uh, Landox says there was a very little boy who said he'd been in armed services and talked about this, uh, his name and name of another in the troops with him. Parents checked records for names and found them. Oh, yeah. There's another story of a little boy that said that he was in the 9-11 tragedy, lost his life. There has been, um, there's a journalist by the name of Susan. I forget what her name is. I've seen her interview on Coast to post am years ago and her little boy they he was actually on the ghost of my child i believe he's now an adult 
but they have ascertained that they believe he was the engineer of the Titanic and went down with the ship. It's a fascinating story. So mm-hmm. Effie adds, I, I've had past life memories resurface. Uh, Judy says, oh my God, I've had some experiences at Silver Islet, which is mm-hmm. around Thunder Bay as a yep. child and very spooky. She says, I felt that at Oliver Lake too. So there you go. Like I said, people from around here locally. What about the story at the graveyard in Kekabeka? I never heard that until you mentioned it to me. But you want to share that with people? Yeah, that was uh, that was actually something that I remember back in my teen years. And uh, mm-hmm. there was a part about it that this uh, <laughs> graveyard uh, in Kekabeka, which is uh, Kekabeka Falls uh, town, town there, uh, just north of uh, Thunder Bay, is... Uh, in the south Certain, side of the city, though, it intertwines with the legend of the sleeping giant. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's where the falls is at. Yeah, the, the whole area that's all, all around, I guess, within about uh, 30 miles of from the center of Thunder Bay. But, uh, yeah, it's just that you would come into this area, and then people have said that uh, that there was a weird sort of uh, uh, electrical field that was around there, and that uh, you go there, and sometimes whatever during the time of the year, the door locks would lock or unlock. And sometimes you'd go in there, you'd park in there because people used to go there and go and uh, make out because it was a really hidden area. There is that if you yeah. parked in going in forward somehow, and this has happened and been reported that you'd actually, your vehicle be pointed the other direction. Right. Yeah, I thought so, you said there was a bit of a fog or something. It yeah. Fog like missed the field and stuff like that. Just like, yeah, during the, during these times, it'd be a, just a really weird, or a foggy glow there and just the, the way that the, that people would get these weird sensations and stuff like that. And yeah, just, a, or battery batteries would be totally dead out of a vehicle or stuff yeah. like that. And just power drains. Like we had that problem there at the old house where you just couldn't keep up with, uh, with tires and batteries because they would, uh, tires would be kept on going flat yeah. and batteries would be drained. Now just weird energy, uh, connections with all that stuff and it's like uh i don't parts of people see in past lives i don't discount that i says that anything is possible like i've gone into the whole thing about uh, dreams and dream walking and uh and uh transference of uh i guess of uh memory and soul and energy and if you're looking at stuff like that there's a lot of stories that are in this and where people have gone and this is a part where deja vu comes into effect where you've dreamt something and then this occurrence happens day or two later or a week later, or you've, you end up meeting somebody like, Hey, I know you and you might've dreamt about them or some sort of thing. I think these are all possibilities. Mm-hmm. That's the the mystery that's out there. And to discount any of these things that they, they, they can exist because uh, you're a non-believer of stuff there. I think you do yourself uh, an injustice and uh, exploring what the, the mysteries of the world and the universe uh, have out there for you. I have to agree. People are sharing quite a few of their experiences. And I have a story, too, and I'm going to get to Carrie's and Michelle's and Judy's. And somebody sent me this about two years ago. Maybe, th- no, it had to be more than that, maybe four years now. I've just realized we've just passed our third anniversary at our new place here. It's flown by. And um, they sent me this picture and I said, what the heck is this? And it looked like the inside of a fridge that was all melted. And it looked like it was sort of melted in the shape of a carton of eggs. And I don't know what apartment building it is on this side of the city, on the north side of the city, but... 
the story was told to me, and I don't know this person to be untrue, or, or you know, like to, to, she doesn't contact me with this kind of stuff, and I don't talk to her very often, nor has she ever been untruthful when I've spoken to her, but she says her 70-plus-year-old neighbor was at home in his apartment, and he kept smelling something burning, and he was checking everywhere to see, like, what the heck's going on here? Like, where's the smell coming from? So I guess out of desperation, he opened the fridge door and he says he claims his eggs were on fire. And yes, I know there, I've had many questions, comments, Dell's even asked me and he's right. Everybody that's asked this has had the right to ask because we have to debunk it. But there was nothing wrong with the electrical in the fridge. There's nothing wrong whatsoever because I asked, well, what did you do with the eggs? There's a picture on my TikTok. There might be one too in the Paranormal University group. And, and this guy was so freaked out. He has never experienced anything like this in his lifetime. Apparently he took the eggs and just threw them out the window. But apparently they've had quite a bit of strange activity. And she gave me quite a few things, um, examples. They've seen things like, um, you know, somebody, I guess they smoke uh, in the, I don't know if it's in their apartments or what, but she told me about people and herself too included seeing lighters levitating on their own. And no, I didn't see video or pictures of it. I'm just sharing what she shared with me, but she definitely showed me the picture. I don't know. It was pretty darn mm -hmm. strange. You can definitely tell that it was not a full carton of eggs. It was where the eggs were and you can see the egg shape burnt into the plastic. You know how there's usually plastic over top of your fruit and vegetable bins? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm going to read Carrie and then Michelle's uh, and then Judy's comments here. So Carrie says, that's how Southern France is. High mineral content and holy springs, magnetic cave mount, caves, mounts, and forests. Well, what about the sit below the city of Paris and the all the uh, the bone remains the that are beneath this? Pardon? The catacombs, yeah. Yes. Anything you want to add to that comment? Because then I, if not, I will move on to the people are sharing a few of their experiences. Well, that's that's the thing that they're finding out with these uh, old cities, especially in Europe, where they've basically built a new city on top of an old city, which was built on top of an older city, too, as well. <laughs> and uh, that's what they're finding things more and more as they keep on going deeper down. And uh, a lot of this stuff has been sort of uh, misplaced in history or records have been lost or what what has happened that's why it's always important to keep uh, paper copies or some sort of tablet copy hard copy of uh, stuff and that that stuff doesn't get lost that's why history is so important mm -hmm. for many reasons plus if you look at the law of energy that it can't be created nor destroyed but it needs to be transferred or it can be transferred from one place to another especially if you have a living being and they pass we are like a living battery there's that energy. And where does it go? You know, you can talk about the etheric body and what have you, but we still have electrical charges and stuff going through our body. So it kind of makes sense, right? If there's bones, you most definitely could maybe have some residual energy left over, right? Mm -hmm. So Michelle says she's over in Australia. She says, I walked into a church very late one night with a friend. There was a nun praying in the front row. As our eyes adjusted to the darkness, it was an overhead projector with a, sh with a sheet over it, LOL. I'm glad you shared that because, right, you, you guys all thought it was a nun praying or is this a ghost or what is it? And because you took the time to debunk it, 
or when your eyes adjusted, you realized your eyes had played tricks on you basically, right? Mm-hmm. Anything to add to that one, Del? No, that's the 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 part of uh, pareidolia. And the thing is, was that's what I said to before is that if you're in that sort of that headspace of expecting to see something, your your mind will actually start to trigger an effect that will point things out to make uh, it appear to see things. That's that. Uh, if anybody wants to check out, there's some great videos on optical illusions that you can watch on uh, YouTube and how yeah. tricks of light and even with uh, audit. Uh, the audiodolia with audio sounds. Like you remember that one there, Yanni or Laurel? Oh, that drove me crazy. That one. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you guys remember it. If you don't, there was a viral recording going around and depending apparently on your age, as well as who, whether you were with whatever gender you identify with, that you would either hear Yanni or you would hear Laurel. And it drove me insane because <laughs> every time I listened to it, I heard something different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been a few things like that, like the blue gold dress, depending on what you saw, you either saw blue or you saw gold. And there's yeah. the running shoe that's out there that the longer you stare at it, right? You're either, and it doesn't change, but say you come back the next day and you look at it, same picture. It just depends what your eyes, I guess, I don't know what's going on with your eyes. Some days you'll see like a very pale, pale pink. And other days you'll see a pale, pale mint green. Yeah. This optical illusions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Judy, who is local to Thunder Bay, not that I'm giving away where you live, but just so people have for reference. Uh, she says, I felt something creepy at the sea lion outlet, or I think it's that say, oh, the sea at the sea lion out at Silver Islet island on a trail to the sea line there's a clearing i've stopped and told my daughter that we have to turn back the energy felt so dense and dark now i'm not quite sure what she's referring to do you know what that is like i told you judy i don't go out often and i don't (laughs) yeah it's it's a a rock formation on the on the the shore of lake superior and it's uh, called the sea lion it's i know what you're talking about now and i've had a lot of people message me about that privately actually judy so i don't think you're crazy well, there's mm-hmm. a, even the, the part with Silver Silver Islet, there is that, uh, that was the part of the story and it goes into the whole thing with uh, the sleeping giant is the, why the sleeping giant is laying down in the, the bay outside of Thunder Bay is that he had given the, the secret away of all of the silver that was here to the white man. And it was a whole thing that he had uh, misplaced his, uh, given away trust away that he had broken trust with the with the the native uh reserve there and it was the do will also with the the daughter of the chief who was supposed to be at the bottom of uh that uh is at the bottom of uh Kekabeka falls and you can see her in the mist down below and he was punished to lay down and protect their protect the islet at the silver mine and the silver mine is supposed to have one of the highest grades of silver in in the world and as they were starting to mine it there they had broken through one of the walls which allowed the rest of lake superior to come in and flood the mine so the cost to go in there and to try and uh, hold back lake superior lake superior is like one of the it's the largest great lake is a massive lake i think it's the and cold (laughs) yes the third i think uh group biggest uh, freshwater lake in the world but it's the the largest one out of this uh, great lakes here in north america so there's a lot of water like keeping that back and i guess we don't have the technology there to uh, go down and mine that to get the silver out of it but that was the sort of a very paraphrased uh 
story of that uh, that area. <laughs> and then I've heard stories of now I hate I'm sorry I shouldn't say hate I very much never liked this artist from the 70s from Canada called Gordon Lightfoot who used to sing this song called The Legend of the Edmund Fitzgerald the wreck. and I've heard pardon? The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Sorry I did, I did say I wasn't a fan anyways um, I've heard stories of people claiming deep in the middle of Lake Superior that there supposedly is some type of energy very much akin to being a very tiny mini, if you will, um, Bermuda Triangle type energy that strange, odd, unusual things happen there. Have you heard that, Del? Yeah, it's uh, actually it's in Lake Michigan, but uh, that's uh, I've heard Lake it Michigan. in Lake Superior too, like yeah, around where the Edmund Fitzgerald went down. Yeah, that's closer going towards Lake Huron area. That that's where that that wreck happened. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. That was, uh, there's, there's, you got to look at, uh, there's a lot of things about uh, these great lakes that we don't know about anyway. So that's, uh, they're, they're finding ancient uh, settlements uh, miles in offshore already there. So maybe the, the water wasn't as high as it was. Okay. I got to read this, Michelle. You're hilarious. She goes, who else would be in the front row pay, praying by the way, LOL. And I was a little bit drunk. There you go. <laughs> Good Aussie, right? <laughs> Us Canadians, we can all get to bed together for for a bevy or two. <laughs> Effie Milio says, um, thank you for this live. I'm loving and enjoying it very much. Well, we're glad to have all of you here. Thank you for joining us. And our shows are live. There's something for everybody here. Like I said, we are growing the network and there's all different kinds of show live. I like to keep and I know Dell tries to, most of us do, involve you with the comments because we want you to be part of the show. That's why we're having so much fun, you guys, because we're all talking and sharing our ideas. Um, Keith Ottersberg says, good show, got to jump and get ready for my show at 7. Have a great night, all. Well, Keith, if you are there, you're probably not, but if you are, he's in Central. Be sure to uh, put your uh, show name down here, please. Oh, Michelle Pratt. Michelle, now you've just gone down a few points. I'm joking. She goes, I love that song yeah. <laughs> by, by uh, Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> no, the song that Del, I'm going to put this out here for a little bit of a laugh and continue reading the comments. If Del wants to drive me crazy and he knows, and I'm sorry, and I mean this as no offense to anybody, but I really... I wish I could like it, but I just can't handle most country music. But one thing that really grates on my nerves, polka music. Take it away, Del. What do you play when you want to irritate me? Yes, it's uh, Hemishtach. Uh, it's uh, a polka band, and they do a great version of Sweet Child of Mine. It's it's awesome. Rock songs in polka. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. And I said this. I was talking to my co-host. Dave, because we share funny stuff back and forth. Of course, Dave was aware of this and had to tell me, which I already knew, that there were so many rock songs that they did, and they're great. And I said, now Dal said, what do you mean you're saying this? You guys look up this band. I'm not sure how to, if you look up polka band sings, no, Sweet find, Child I'll of find Mine, the, you will find I'll, it. I'll find, you the, see spell if I it? find the name. I'm going to find okay, the name here. Okay, you can't play it, but you can you can yeah. find the name. But her guys in the back, the band, to me, look like zombies, like living zombies sitting there. And she's well endowed and wears the outfit to go with it. 
but she has the beauty mark that every time I see her singing, all I keep seeing is the clip from Austin Powers and Austin Powers saying, Molly, 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 Molly. Now, when you see this video, you'll know what I'm talking about. So when he wants to drive me insane, not really, but just to get me going, he will play this. Did you find it? I'm, I'm trying to spell it here. I keep, I, it's, okay. Okay. So Carrie says I'm talking. on Southern. Okay. She's on the Southern shore of Lake Michigan and Carrie's my birthday twin. And Michelle Pratt is almost our birthday twin. So go figure. And we all found each other. They were just scrolling around wherever I believe and just happened to find the angel rock. So go figure all there. the birthday twins out there. Okay. Here, this, this is how you spell it here. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's the, and then it's, Hemat Damish. So it's H E I M A T D A M I S C H. And I'll just I'll go to the camera. You can probably see. It's so much easier just to type in polka band singing Sweet Child of Mine. It comes up, believe me, because I did that <laughs> to send it to Dave, Dave Hansel. So Michelle Press. Says we she loves our our shows. Thank you, Michelle. We love you guys, all of you out here too. We appreciate it. And share it with your friends if there's people out there that uh, you you think there's something they might like or enjoy. Just so you know, a lot of people always message me and they always say, "Oh my gosh, I missed your show live." Don't worry about it. There's always a replay on YouTube, on Facebook, usually on Roku. I'm not quite sure what went on with Roku tonight, but that doesn't usually happen. And then anywhere where podcasts or talk radio is carried. Our shows are carried. So I want to read. Thanks, Keith. You were still here. So guys, check him out. He's as well. He's on Facebook. Uh, he's got a podcast. This is uh, Keith Ottersberg. And like I said, I'm going to be talking to him about having him as a guest on the show. His um, podcast is called The Otters Den. So he said he had to get ready for it. So have a great show, Keith. And thanks for stopping by. And everybody's saying, LOL, LOL. And Jane says, Oh my God, no, you don't do that. Yes, he does, Jane. <laughs> and Carrie uh, then said, oh my gosh, I have friends in a band that do that for our local Kenogi Fest. Can send you the link, Del, just for lore. LOL. Thanks, <laughs> Carrie, birthday twin. And guess what? there's all kinds of synchronicities tonight. Either you guys are mentioning things I was just going to say or what have you, which often ha often happens on this show. But my grand dog, the only one that's allowed on Dell's couch, he does not invite him. He just, the, my grand dog, our grand dog goes and helps himself. Guess what his name is? My eldest child. I have no idea why he picked this name. Uh, Dell is of Ukrainian and first nation descent, but our family is not, but my son Nick or named his first dog of his on his own pierogi. And it's spelled exactly the way you spelt it, Carrie. We've shortened it to rogi, right? Yep. <laughs> well, everybody's having a field day now. Uh, Dave Petrella says, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, Mike Myers, he's a Gemini. Dave is an astrologist, by the way. <laughs> so that's why. Del's the Gemini, too. Yep. And Carrie says, send you a clip of Nomad Planets doing that rock polka so you can torment lore. Gee, thanks, Carrie. <laughs> there thanks. we go. More, we need more rock polka out there. <laughs> no, no, no more polka, please. No. I, he, I know because I can hear it. Like I could be downstairs in the basement 
having the washing machine on and I start to hear it and my skin just crawls. And then, like I said, I have seen it so many times. I guess I've watched these guys and they look like zombies to me, like living zombies. You see what you think. Oh, Michael says, enjoying the show. I'm so glad you're here, Michael. Yes, you are going to be on the Angel Rock next week. You guys do not want to miss this. Michael, uh, I'm going to have to make sure I say your name properly before you come on. Michael DeBlasi, I think I am saying it properly. Super awesome. We know, I know him from a previous show. We got on the phone one night and it was like we had been friends all our lives. So you guys are going to love him. He has incredible stories of strange, odd, unusual experiences we've been talking about tonight. He's an incredibly gifted psychic medium. He has a really interesting muggle job. I will not out it. If he chooses to share it, he will. Um, so we are going to have a lot of fun. So he says, perfect. So he will be here next week. And Kelly says, LOL, poor Laura. That's right. No, I don't really need pity. If I really wanted to, I don't, but there are ways I, I, I believe me. We, we could tease each other. We know each other well, like most of us do. We live together. Unfortunately, you guys, we are out of time. I'm so glad all of you hung out with us tonight. You made the show tonight. Del, thank you for pitch hitting as you will when I need you to. I do the same for him with the delicious recipe. So go ahead, Del. Tell him how to find you, your show again, the whole bit. Oh, yeah. So I'm uh, Thursdays at 8 Eastern Standard Time here on uh, UPRN. And like I said, I got uh, Varla Ventura coming on this week. We're going to be talking about the festival of uh, Imbolc there. And that's going to be interesting. She's always been great, full of knowledge there, dealing with uh, Celtic lore and uh, little people, big people, Mm -hmm. giant people, magic, the whole shebang there. So that's for an hour there. So uh, check that out on Thursday. Yes, and I will be gracing the screens again, actually, in our new time. It starts now permanently on Thursdays, right before the delicious recipe, 6 to yeah. 8 p.m. Eastern, with the thing at the foot of the bed with my wonderful co-host, David Hansel. And we talk about the strange, the unusual, many of the things like what we talked about tonight. We also do something called the unpredictable, predictable reading. So sometime during that two hour period, we pick somebody. If you've got a question or something that you've maybe posted that lights up for us, we will give you both our perspective of what we picked up from spirit and answer that question. So please join us. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. Like I mentioned, I have two groups on Facebook paranormal university and the angel rocker tribe so please check that out and you already know who my guest is next week because he was here thanks guys you've made our night tonight really we've had so much fun here with you guys thanks del you want to add anything else good night and see you all later <laughs> good morning good afternoon or good evening wherever you guys may be we will see you same time same place next week thanks guys have a good one we'll see you thursday